This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, Black and White and Weird All Over, bonus episode one centimeter. The following is part of our special series of page-by-page journeys through Black and White and Weird All Over, the lost photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 1983-1986, through with the author, John Bermuda Schwartz. Today we will be starting the discussion with a general overview of the book, the cover, and the pages leading up to the first chapter. Make sure to grab your book so you can follow along with us. Oh, and be careful not to get a nasty paper cut. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. Today, Dave and I are joined by John Bermuda Schwartz for a very special series of bonus episodes. And this is the first one where we are going to be taking an in-depth look through John's brand new book, Black and White and Weird All Over, The Lost Photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 1983 to 1986. And we are so excited to have Bermuda here to both introduce the book, but also talk about the introduction. Thanks for joining us, Bermuda. Hello. Thank you. Good to be back. Thank you for having me. So by this point, if someone's listening to this right now, we have to expect they already have the book in their hands. I think these bonus episodes are best listened to with the book in your hands. You can kind of go through with us as we're looking at everything. Okay, good. Sounds good. I've got my book. Dave, you got your book? I've got my book. I'm ready to dive in. But before we dive in, can you just give us a little overview of why you did this book and how it came to be? Well, way back in... 2017. Uh, I was, uh, I had just finished, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the archivist, right? So everything's got to be, you know, collected. And, and now that things, you know, like audio tapes and stuff like that, that, you know, deteriorate over time, you know, things had to be preserved. So I had just finished digitizing all of my tapes from, you know, uh, different bands and Al stuff and, you know, live tapes and everything. I'd finished hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cassettes and reels and things like that were finally, I'd, I'd gotten through every last one of them and they were done. Then I thought, well, it's probably time to start thinking about my negatives. And not that they're in bad shape, but, you know, to, to make them uh, quicker access, you know, for things, uh, you know, if, if somebody needed a photo of something, I, I wouldn't have to go find the photo and then scan the photo and then clean it up because it started out as a, as a three and a half by five photo that wasn't very clear to begin mm-hmm. with. And, you know, color, you know, all the other things that go with having a physical small photo, which is, you know, my archive is that, but I also have the negatives. I thought, you know what, I better get the negatives done. And in going through and, and, and sort of searching all of them, I mean, they're all in, well, they were all in two places, it turns out. Uh, almost all of them were in uh, one of my safes. And then uh, there were several envelopes with uh, just the negative strips in, in sheets and, in, in, uh, you know, like, like file folder type slotted sheets with a contact sheet of what was on them. I mean, mm. they hadn't been printed. A couple, couple of photos, a couple of, you know, these were all black and white photos. And a couple of them from the uh, Ricky and I Love Rocky Road video had been printed. We had done some 8x10s of, of what we thought were the best ones, but nothing else had actually been printed that we could see it. You know, this was all from making a contact sheet, looking at it, you know, at a little tiny picture of what the what the negative is. And deciding, oh yeah, that'd be pretty good blown up. Let's let's blow that one up, and this one, and this one, and this one. 
Uh, we did that for the first two videos that were included in this black and white negative assortment, but I also had Eat It. I had stuff from the studio. I had the uh, uh, Living with the Hernia shots, which I don't even think I have color pictures from that day. I think I might have the only photographs taken that day besides the video itself. Wow. And, and the thing that was cool about all of these is, one, they were black and white, but two, uh, none of them had ever been seen before. I mean, the, the handful from those first two videos had been seen, but really not not anything else. Nothing from Eat It, not the black and white ones anyway. Um, nothing from the studio, not the black and white shots anyway, etc., etc. And I thought this would be, you know, I got a lot of stuff here that, you know, is, it might be interesting to the fans. You know, I, I wonder, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not working on the website anymore. I really don't have a, I guess I could put them on Facebook, but, you know, maybe they deserve to be printed. I mean, black and white's got a certain kind of a flavor to it, a certain vibe. <laughs> and uh, so I asked Al, I said, do you mind, and again, not really knowing what I was going to do, but I said, do you mind if I put these photos out there, maybe do a book or something? I figured I'd self-publish something. And he says, yeah, you know, go ahead. So I looked into self-publishing a little bit at the time and, and decided that wasn't for me and then just kind of sat on it for a couple of years that we went on the road and uh, and then later got hooked up with a publisher uh, by way of Mike Duquette. Mike Duquette worked at uh, worked for Sony in the Legacy Recordings Division. He and I had worked very closely on the box set booklet, the squeeze box, box uh, uh, photo book. Uh, he and, and uh, uh, another label uh, executive, John Jackson, had come out to my house on a couple of occasions, and, and we went through a bunch of stuff. Uh, we shot videos of me going through some of my archive boxes. Mike was out for that. Well, he, uh, when I mentioned... In 2019, we were playing Forest Hills in New York uh, City, and uh, uh, I had mentioned to him that, you know, again, I hadn't really thought about it in a couple of years, but I said, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about putting this book out of a bunch of photos that nobody's ever seen, you know, all my black and white shots of Al from the early days. And he emailed me back a couple of months later. He says, you know, when, when you're ready to move forward with the book, check with this publisher. And it was uh, Matthew Chonaki at 1984 Publishing. And uh, he says, you know, it might be a good fit. You know, it's a friend of mine, and, and, you know, maybe he can point you in the right direction. Well, that was absolutely the right direction. Uh, he was the guy. They were the company. Uh, you know, after, you know, a couple of more months went by before I finally contacted him. But once I did, uh, the ball got rolling. Uh, I signed a contract within a week, and we were off and running. This was this was just December of 2019. And, uh, yeah, so the book took... All in all, took 11 months to finally get out there from, from uh, you know, first getting with the publisher to actually getting it into stores. But uh, not bad. I'm very, very proud of, of you know, how that turned out. And, uh, you know, uh, he and his team were absolutely the right people to handle this. I, I could not have self-published this and made it look as attractive or, or you know, have any of the, the great layout elements that, that they were able to do. And they're the pros. That's what they do. So... You know, it was definitely the right move to have them do it, and I'm very, very happy with what they did as well. And, and the reports I've been getting from the fans is they love the book. So, uh, very, very, very happy with it. As fans of Weird Al, as collectors of Weird Al, this is like the most amazing thing to have come out probably since the squeeze box came out. It's so incredible to get to see these you know, behind the scenes shots of things that I think before this book was announced, I don't think any of us would have considered we'd ever get to see him. Well, uh, and probably not, you know, I didn't really have an incentive to digitize or otherwise print these, these, uh, negatives. I mean, they, they were happily sitting in 
a file cabinet for like 33, 34, 35 years and, uh, since I had last touched them. And, and as I came across them, you know, I just really thought, you know, that's, this is stuff that needs to be seen. I mean, I looked a lot closer at the contact sheets and, and thought, you know what, these are, there's some really nice pictures in here and there's some okay pictures, but there's some really nice ones. And I, and I think they need to be seen. And my first thought was, is, was, was to print them. I mean, cause you know, there's, you know, seeing stuff on online is fine. You know, you're, you're limited by the screen's resolution and, and your particular monitor setting, you know, and also the size, you know, if you're looking at it on a, on a, on a smartphone, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty small. So I really thought a large format type print, uh, you know, would serve this best. And I thought, you know, well, that means, that means doing a book, <laughs> you know, and, and that really, that really, in all the years I've been shooting photographs and, and all the times my photographs have been used for other projects, it had never occurred to me to actually put something out. I thought, well, you know, all the stuff worth seeing is out there. But when I saw these and these hadn't been seen at all, that's when I realized, well, these need to be out here too. And I'm, I'm not going to wait for, you know, Sony to put out another project that's going to use all of these black and white photos. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm going to have to do it myself or, or they just stay in my file cabinet. And, and again, I didn't really get right on it. It, it took, it was a couple of years before, you know, it, it surfaced again, you know, before the, the seed had, had begun to blossom a little bit. And then, uh, Mike Duquette put a little water on it and, uh, <laughs> Matthew Chonaki and I connected and, <laughs> and, uh, put some fertilizer on it <laughs> and, uh, and he and his team put, put the photos together and just, and made them look great. I, I will add Al got right of first refusal on all the photos. Uh, I had like about 500 photos that I had cleaned up and, uh, was considering for, mm-hmm. for a, a book. And I ran all of those by him to make sure that, uh, you know, he was okay with it. And, uh, he was. He was okay with every single one of them, even a couple that I thought maybe, uh, you know, that, that I personally, if it was up to me, that I would have pulled. And, uh, you know, to, wow. and, and not, you know, maybe maybe because, uh, you know, they, they was a little embarrassing, I thought, but, you know, not that Al has a terribly high level of shame, but, uh, <laughs> right. you know, there were just some things that, that I thought maybe, you know, didn't have to be, you know, I had enough other photographs without having to include some of those. And Al said, no, they're all good. I said, even this one and this one and this one? He says, yeah, they're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Perhaps not <Wow. laughs> thinking that I would actually go through with it. But, uh, but here we are. Here and, we are. They're out there. And, and uh, boy, they're, they're uh, you know what? There's honestly, really, there's nothing. There's much, much worse stuff that he's put out there in real life and, and in videos <laughs> and things like that. I mean, it's certainly nothing. <laughs> There's nothing salacious about any of these photos. No. You know, looking back, it's like I was worried about nothing. And and again, you know that that's Al, you know, was was the one that decided. Yeah, you know, they're perfectly fine. So everything in here, you know, if you wonder, gee, I wonder if Al was embarrassed about that or wouldn't have liked to have had that photo in there. It's no, he he had his chance, and uh, and there you go. Well, all that sounds absolutely amazing. I'm so excited to actually dive into this book. And right from the start, we see on the cover a picture that we've never seen before of Al standing out in a what appears to be a field in the I Love Rocky Road costume from the music video. Can you tell us about this cover shot? Yes, he is literally outstanding in his field. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, the publisher chose that shot for the cover. Of, of the regular edition of the standard edition of the book and and it just uh 
It's a nice shot. I mean, one for the composition, you know, because it's it's uh, there's not a lot going on. You know, there's not a lot of clutter in the shot. It's a nice shot of Al. Uh, it's uh, you know, it 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 frames nicely on there. It carries over nicely to the uh, the back cover. If you open up the book and look at the front and back together, it's sort of one continuous photograph. Although technically, the very left hand side next to that bar where the text is and all that stuff and the barcode that strip of photo to the left of that was actually taken from the far right ah i see that the photo and if if oh, you look down okay. at the at the bushes uh you can sort of you can make that out but it is it, the, the shot is actually that wide it's just there's not very interesting stuff off to the left but they they put that on there they decided that was good and i looked at it and uh said yes you know i I really didn't have any idea what to use for the cover. I mean, they're they're the ones who know how to put books together. Right. So I left. I left almost. I mean, obviously, we we worked on title and and you know stuff like that. But you know, I I left all the layout and the look and all of that stuff. I left that to them, and and with only a couple of exceptions, you know, in in a couple of the chapters, one of the chapters, uh, there were only two exceptions where I thought, you know what, this this needs to be this, and this needs to go here. And that was it. I left the rest of it up to them. And, and once I saw an actual book in person, you know, I knew that, that uh, you know, I was working with pros. I mean, these guys, well, this is not their first book. Right, right. And uh, they're, they're in the business of doing pop culture art books, and which is, this certainly qualifies. So I, I left a lot of these decisions up to them. Now, the photo used on there, and the full photo is on the inside. Uh, you know, that was cropped. It's cropped off at, at his legs. Uh, it's a much taller shot. I don't think I have him all the way to the ground but I have color photos I, I was carrying two cameras at the time one with color one with black and white so there's sort of a color photo that was taken probably a few seconds from this that is similar uh, probably not exactly the same but this was this was a situation where where he was out and there was a, a shot that was being shot I don't think I dragged him out there and say oh this will make a nice background here stand there and <laughs> look off to the distance and, and you know while while they're trying to make a video let me take you away and, and go get some personal shots no I'll, almost everything I shot was like while something was happening right and this was there was a, a guy with a camera you know the the video camera off to the left uh, getting ready to shoot him you know for something so that's uh, and I was just sort of off to the side taking pictures while that was going on and like a lot of the pictures in this book you'll see you know the cameraman will be in there or people holding a light or standing next to a light or holding a, a reflector or something like that you know there are a lot of crew shots because that's just that's the nature of a behind the scenes book like this yeah. but that also explains and gives you a much greater insight as to what was happening in some of these scenes like the rocky road scene where he's you know pushing his face up and, and it looks like he's pushing it up against the TV screen right. uh, as you're watching it. It looks like he's getting really close and he pushes up and then he's, he's flattened out against the TV screen, you know, your screen. Well, that's the, the way that was done was there was a sheet of plexiglass, clear plexiglass, and he pushed up against that, you know, with the camera right in front of it. Well, I've got a shot of that whole thing explaining what that is. So you don't have to wonder about, you know, was he pushed up against the camera lens? Did they re was he really inside a TV? Did they hollow out a TV and left the glass on? Or, you know, I mean, yeah, you have to know he was pushing up against a piece of glass or plastic or something, but I've got the shot that shows the whole stinking thing. I mean, it's, it's uh, literally behind the scenes or in a lot of cases in front of the scenes. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm sure that, that the crew and a lot of the extras, not they know I'm the drummer, right? But, you know, I'm sure a lot of them 
you know, under normal circumstances, they wouldn't just let just anybody, like someone else who was in the video, if they had a camera, they wouldn't let them run around and shoot pictures like that. It would be like, you know, don't, don't come on, you're, you're hired help, <laughs> you know, don't, uh, you know, don't take pictures, right. <laughs> you know, in my case, you know, what are they going to say to me? Right. You know, they're not, you know, and they see Al is cooperating with me and posing for some pictures and stuff like that. I mean, he knows I'm there and, and lets me do that. So is someone else going to step in and say, you know, please don't take pictures of the artist. Uh, so I got away with, I got away with a lot that, that somebody else, unless they were a hired photographer and we rarely had that, we didn't have any, we didn't have a hired, you know, guy on the on the set in those days right uh, you know that cost money so you know you didn't have a set <laughs> photographer so i was the guy and that's that's also what makes these pictures special is i'm the only guy that that documented these things right and and uh you know what makes the black and white ones special is besides the vibe of black and white is that like 98 percent of these had not been seen before and the ones that had been seen hadn't been seen in this quality because they were taken from the eight by tens that we did at the time so there's there's you know uh, specs on them. The the density isn't always really good. I mean, we tried to make prints as good as we could, you know, but you can only do so much. I mean, you know, there was no Photoshop back in 1983 or 84, 85, you know, or 86. You just, you got what you got. And any photos that you've seen from here were taken from those. So they're already, now they're like a third generation from the negative. And these, this is all straight from the, from the negative and, and, digital from start to finish until it was actually printed on a page you know it, it uh you know there's literally it's it's the negative to the page they are as clean as they can possibly be and that's that's what's cool also so even the ones that have been seen like on the back cover you know there's a strip in there that's that's uh got the barcode on it and it's got a, a quote from dr demento which is really nice it's got a little bit of of uh, a paragraph or two from the press release and at the bottom there's a picture of al uh fixing his bow tie yeah now that picture had been an eight by ten before now what's different about this one is one it looks better it's also inside the book it it looks a lot better but you're also seeing that you didn't see in the eight by ten because we cropped it what you're seeing on the left is uh a woman that's janet creek the director and you know i guess talking to al about something you know about the next scene while he's kind of, you know, fiddling with his tie. And, and you know, so that's another context to the shot. So even people that have seen the shot, yeah, I saw Al fixing his tie. Well, you didn't see it look that good, and you didn't see that he was, like, listening to Janet. Right. You know, he was listening to the director there. Right. So that's that's what's cool about that, for example, you know, is, is you don't, even if you've seen it, you haven't seen it like this. Now, before we actually open up the book, I would love for you to talk about the special edition of the book and the image on that cover. Well, the special edition cover, you know, as a special, this was the limited 250 numbered copies. Uh, we wanted to do something different. And and uh, the publisher asked, you know, and he specifically wanted to do a picture that went across both the front and back cover because he wasn't going to put any of, he wasn't going to put that strip with the information or the barcode or any of that stuff. I mean, it's just a big photograph. So yeah. he wanted something that would look good going across both pages. And of course, you know, I guess we could have used this one again, but but I thought it would be cool to use something completely different. And I went through all of my photos, not just the ones that were used in the book, but the ones that, that didn't get chosen. And, you know, wondering if there was something really cool we could do with that. You know, that also was a good photo. I mean, I didn't want to just put something junky up just because it was rare. But I wanted to put something up that was cool that, for whatever reason, didn't make it into the book. 
and and that's the picture of Al with the conga drum, uh, which again those you know and there's a couple of pictures like that and those are posed pictures. I mean they weren't shooting him at that particular moment. I mean I got right up to him and was taking pictures and he was you know kind of mugging for the camera, you know which which he would do, and that's what's also cool. I mean he wouldn't do that for anybody else. I mean he just I was always around with the camera so he just did that. I don't know if that was to be cool or to ruin my photos or what it was, but a lot of a lot of cool photos resulted of of him sort of playing to the camera. So uh so we chose we I chose specifically that photo. I think I gave them a couple of options of of just you know what they thought it should look like, but I thought, you know, this would be pretty cool and it will translate across both pages and it's not in the book. So it's an extra bonus for people that bought the book, besides the silver gilding on the side and, and the photos that come in it and the box and the certificate. Right. It's just, it was just, it, it helped make that edition, you know, even more special. So that's, that's what's cool about that is, you know, now the rest of the content is the same. You know, all the photos inside are the same, but we wanted, we wanted the outside to look different. And uh, because it was not being sold at retail, uh, it didn't need a barcode. I mean, it just, uh, you know, it's just a, a special edition. It's yeah. literally a special edition. So that's that's what happened in there. So I chose I chose that particular photo myself. All right. One last thing before we open up the book. Is there a story behind the amazing title, Black and White and Weird All Over? Now, I had a title for the book back in 2017, and I told Al what I thought it was going to be. And uh, my title, and I thought this was really clever, uh, it don't matter if they're black and white. Unseen photos from the camera of John Bermuda Schwartz, and I thought that's that's a nod to to the Michael Jackson song, you know, which we did a parody of in concert. Snack all night was mm-hmm. a parody of Black and White, uh, and it don't matter if they're black and white. I get I get the whole black and white. You know, it's here's a book full of black and white photos. It don't matter if they're black and white. I thought that was really right, fun, clever. Sure. No, you know, unseen yeah. photos from the camera of John Bermuda Schwartz, right? Because I, you know, with very few exceptions, I took all of the photos. So I thought, well, this is sort of a caveat in case I include any photos that I'm in. You know, I didn't take them. So you right. know, if I put unseen <laughs> photos from the camera right. of, that covers me, right? You know? So <laughs> anyway, so the chapter five in the book, and it's a very short chapter, but I, it's the one of Al wearing the KZZP uh, shirt. And KZZP was a, a radio station in Phoenix. And uh, a bunch of people came out of that station. Uh, Jonathan Brandmeier came out of there. Kevin and Bean, who were on K-Rock in L.A., started in, in uh, Phoenix at KZCP. I mean, it was really just, you know, a, a hotbed for, for talent. And one of the guys who was, who was uh, sort of a production assistant and did voices and stuff on a show was a guy named Mark Jonathan Davis. Now, Mark, and I, and I described this in the chapter intro, Mark is... Also, Richard Cheese of Lounge Against the Machine. Ah. And he's had some some of his uh, uh, early parodies played on Dr. Demento's show. Uh, he was involved with Rock Me Jerry Lewis, a parody of Rock Me Amadeus. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's just, he, he has that sort of comedy, comedic, twisted, humorous. Well, when I began doing research for, uh, for that chapter in the book, I called my friend Richard Cheese. But in discussing uh, the book, he says, you know, if you don't have a title, uh, let me, I, I'll give you a title. Uh, black and white and weird all over. You know, you could have it. It's free if you need a title. You got it. And I, I didn't, I didn't think I needed a title. I said, well, you know, thank you. I'll, you know, yeah, that's that's all well and good. But yeah, okay. Anyway, in uh, in discussing 
that kind of st titles and stuff with uh, the, the publisher, you know, uh, it don't matter if they're black and white. Uh, he says, uh, you know, that's uh, maybe not, maybe don't use that, you know, that's a little obscure for the fans. And, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, with, with the renewed brouhaha with Michael, you know, maybe it's not a good idea for someone to say, oh, he brought up Michael Jackson. You know, I mean, it's enough that there's a whole chapter of Eat It in there, but, you know, don't put it on the cover. And then the other thing, you know, nowhere, nowhere on there does it say anything about Weird Al. And I said, well, you know, I figured I'd, I would market it. I mean, the, my original plan, you know, was it would be marketed to Al's fans, you know, through the usual channels. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't rely on the title or the subtitle to explain what it's about very right. much. You know, I just thought they were clever, clever words, you know. And he says, no, you know, you, you need to have Al's name on there somewhere, you know. So when someone's searching around on Amazon or somewhere, you know, for Weird Al, you know, the book will come up and, and maybe they might buy a book, you know, that they wouldn't otherwise see. And I thought, wow, that's that's extremely clever. That's why you're the publisher, <laughs> not not the drummer, right? So the first order of business, well, he had he had some uh, other title suggestions, which honestly I, I forget what they were now. I've got them written down somewhere, but whatever it was, I, I thought, you know what? I let me let me drag Mark's title out and run that by them and see if see if they like that better because I think I like it better, and and I and I'm beginning to like it better than my original title. And it's still got black and white in there, you know, so that's pretty cool also. Uh, so, so I, I, you know, gave it, I threw it out to him and he says, yeah, that's it. And he, and he had a subtitle as well, The Lost Photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 83 to 86. So we get black and white in there. We get weird in there in the title. <laughs> uh, you've got Weird Al Yankovic in the subtitle. You've got photographs in there. I mean, you you got all the <laughs> keywords covered, you know, <laughs> really. I mean, there's, there's, there's no way you can miss it. <laughs> and and that's how the title came about. So half of it was from uh, Mark Davis, and the other half was from uh, Matthew at uh, 1984 Publishing, and and arguably, um, inarguably, much better than mine. All right. Well, let's crack open the book. The first thing we see is an accordion and bellows. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that was uh, that was the the publisher's idea again. And that also, by the way, for for those who have the box set. Uh, that appears inside the top and bottom half of the uh, box. They put that graphic in there as well. Uh, that is, when you open up a book and there's something on there, uh, some sort of a graphic or something, that's called the end page or end pages hmm. uh, or, or end plates, I guess. The original idea we talked about, because they had copies of the uh, some of these contact sheets. You know, it's like a uh, eight by ten sheet with the negative strips on it, except it's it's a positive. So you're seeing you know, positives of all these pictures with the frame numbers, the sprockets, the whole thing. And I thought those would be really cool. You know, yeah, let's do that. Let's put those on the end pages. So people, because obviously all the photos I took were not used in the book. So I know that there's, that the, the fans would have loved to have gone through those and go, well, I see they, they used this one, but they didn't use the one after that. I wonder mm -hmm. why, you know, or they, they can see some of the alternate shots or they can see why we didn't use certain shots because some of them were just atrocious, you know, or there were, they were, there was too much motion blur or the lighting was really bad and they couldn't be fixed or whatever. So there were some legit, you know, just proper reasons we didn't use them as well as kind of, you know, well, here's five photos that look alike. We only really need to use two of them. And I left those kind of editorial decisions up to, up to them. But the, instead of putting them on the end pages, they selected certain strips from the contact sheets. And then those appear later uh, in the book. Those appear near the end of the book just to kind of see. And there's plenty of shots in there that did not get used. And uh, you know, plenty of fun stuff to look at. So those those got shifted. But uh, 
And I know be, before we get to the very end of the book, I will tell you that the other end of the accordion is at the end of the book. I'm going to ruin that surprise right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, spoiler. And tell you that, that the, the button part of the bass, you know, the, the, the bass notes, the buttons are on the other end of the book, you know, when, and uh, so it sort of ties in. Let's flip through, get the title page, and let's, um, let's stop on the introduction. The introduction. I wrote that. <laughs> and I know I did because it has my name at the end. And the picture used is, uh, that's me with my camera and Al's face, which I rarely got that close. And it's hard to tell if he's being, if he's mad or if he's playing along or exactly what. But I was, I guess I got a fisheye lens and I was, as you see, literally three inches from his face. I tried not to get that close to him that often. Uh, that picture, now there's a couple of, couple of things about the book I will tell you. All of the chapter photos are all genuine, real black and white photos. In order to keep the theme of the book in black and white, like the cover, uh, any other photos that are in it, the whole website, blackandwhiteandweird.com, is all black and white. We were just keeping that, that theme. Uh, this was a color photo, and it was shot by Bill Burke, Beefalo Bill Burke, and it was uh, uh, shot in 1985. And we were at the Dr. Demento show. Um, you know, I, I would go down to the show quite a bit and answer phones, do all that. You know, I became kind of one of the cast members there. Mm -hmm. And we were just down there. You know, Bill was always there. Bill always carried a camera as well. So he took this picture of me taking a picture of Alan, <laughs> and it was a color photo that that we uh, uh, that we that I converted to black and white. And, you know, a photographer who's worked with film, who's done developing and stuff like that, who's converted stuff, could look at that and say, you know, I think that might have been, you know, there's certain density things going on in there that tell you that wasn't a black and white photo. So that, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say, yes, these were all black and white photos. This was a color photo. It was made black and white just so it would be congruous with uh, the rest of the book. And uh, there's just a couple like that. Um you know, that's, uh, I wonder, I wonder what happened to the picture that, that I was shooting. I wonder what became of that photo. <laughs> yeah, I hope someone held on to it. Well, let's flip ahead to the... <gasps> oh my goodness, there it is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, and, and that also was a color photo. So, uh, you know, in order, in full disclosure, <laughs> uh, that was the picture I was taking. And, and, uh, you know, almost at the same instant that, uh, Bill Burke took the previous one. I mean, they were probably taken... A second or two apart, and uh, wow, amazing. there you go. Now the end of this forward written by Al, which is very kind of him to do, was uh, that was that was his first. That's what he wrote, and that's how it came out. Nothing was changed. Uh, the, the Matthew, the the publisher, said that's probably the best forward I've ever read. Uh, you know, he he just he loved that. That's so it's so Al, and and uh, you know it's. It's really, it's really, I mean, it's, it's funny and silly and, you know, also very sincere and, you know, it's, which is him. I mean, he's, he's all of those things. Yeah. So that's, that's all Al and we didn't change a word. And so looking at this picture, there's two blurry people, you know, out of focus. Do you have any idea who those were? Yeah, they were drunk. That's why they're fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is uh, Artie Burns of Barnes and Barnes. Oh wow. I think he's oh, I think he's nice. actually and Barnes. Uh, that's Artie and I and I'm going to guess Art Bill Mooney is uh, <laughs> is just next to him. Not that they always sat next to each other, but 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, Artie Barnes was there that night. Very cool. No, he was he wasn't drunk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just looks blurry. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us for this you know introduction and literally for looking at the introduction of the book. And we're so excited to have you back next time to start looking through the chapters. Woohoo! Well, thank you guys. It's my pleasure, and I look forward to going through the rest of the book. Well, that's it for this episode. Be sure to join us on the next Black and White and Weird All Over bonus centimeter episode where we start with Chapter 1, Ricky Video Shoot. If you have not already done so, be sure to check out and subscribe to our weekly podcast that covers the career, the life, and the universe of Weird Al Yankovic. Brand new full inch episodes drop every Wednesday. Bonus episodes like this book series with John Bermuda Schwartz can drop at any time, but always are available first to our supporters at patreon.com slash 2000inch. For everything about our podcast and incredible past episodes and guests, be sure to visit weirdalpodcast.com or simply 2000inch.com. See you next time. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, black and white and weird all over, bonus episode one centimeter. Yeah, they were drunk. That's why they're fuzzy.